Welcome to The Literary Sipper. I'm your host, Amber V.D. Hill, and today we're going to be talking about the beginning mindset. Before we get started, I wanted to talk a little bit about my history with dance. When I was a little girl, I used to take tons of dance classes, all kinds of dance classes, ballet, jazz, tap, modern, lyrical, etc., etc. There are millions of pictures of me in spangly leotards with headbands of feathers and I don't know, one had a big huge star on the top and we danced to Would You Like to Swing a Star? Carry moonbeams home in a jar. That song. And do the soft shoe, I believe. And I think I even once danced the soft shoe with a cane in the shape of a candy cane to Mr. or the Candyman Can, that song by Sammy Davis Jr. In any case, There are a lot of memories for me around dance. And then I just stopped, as kids do. Um, You get into other things. I doubled down on voice lessons. I did theater camp. I played field hockey. Just got into all the other activities and kind of set dance aside as something I used to do when I was little. And then I really had hit a wall with my writing. And I needed another creative outlet. Um, I'm a big fan of doubling. I'm a big fan of having your primary creative outlet, the thing that is um, essential to the project you're working on. So if you're a musician, obviously playing your instrument or writing a song is going to be your main creative outlet. But I also recommend having a double having a sort of secondary thing that maybe you used to be good at or you've never tried before. And in this way, you can really engage with the beginning mindset and you can become more vulnerable in your own work and not treat it with the idea that you are somehow an expert in it and you should be further along than you are, that your book should be finished, that your painting should be complete, that your screenplay should uh, be winning awards. But instead, remember that with beginnings, you are open to all of the possibilities in life. And if you haven't read um, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind, um, which is a book of teachings by Shinreo Suzuki from the 70s. I believe it was a group of lectures that were translated from one of his, by one of his students. Um, I highly recommend it. I think it is an essential read, not just for artists and mothers, and but for everyone. I think it's an important way of thinking about your life and remaining receptive to the energies that are out there. But he says in it, if your mind is empty, it is always ready for anything. It is open to everything. In the beginner's mind, there are many possibilities. In the expert's mind, there are few. And often what happens is we get inundated with these thoughts that I've committed so much time to X, so much time to my instruments, so much time to writing, so much time to painting, so much time to ceramics, whatever it is, that I have lost the idea of the vulnerability of the work. I may not have lost the doubt. I may not have lost the fear and the um, guilt about the process that I'm, I'm 
I'm going through, but I have lost this sort of enchantment with the beginning and the idea that anything is possible. And what I have found is by always having a piece of your life where you are an eternal beginner, either revisiting old selves or starting something totally new, you can then explore that vulnerability and learn to trust yourself in the learning process and have a lot more compassion for yourself. So what it seems to me in terms of motherhood and artistry is that when you're a mom, you're the resident expert in the house. You know where everything is. You know every teacher's name. You know when things are due or what time they have to be at scouts or what time they have to be at their soccer practice. You know that on Fridays you can't, you have to leave the house at exactly 345 to get to the school at 355 to make it to whatever activity happens afterwards. And so you have to fit your meetings accordingly. And so you're this expert in this constant state of answering questions that you're supposed to already know um, the answers to, being the researcher when you don't know the answers to whatever is being posed to you at that moment. And the artist in you should have an element of being a student, of always learning, of always being open, of always being receptive. And those two roles are often combative. And when you feel like you don't know enough as the student, then you judge the work. When you feel like the burden of expertise is too heavy in your motherhood, then you don't have the freedom to experience the play that happens as a parent. And these two worlds can often collide. And so even though writing is my primary art form these days, I have spent a lot of time this year with the secondary art forms that I have loved before and some that are are quite new. So for example, I signed up for a ballet class and on Saturday mornings, I take two hours of ballet and I move my body in a way that I don't move it on the rest of the days of the week um, when I'm just running or walking with a dog or I don't know, doing a fitness app or something, I move my body in an artistic way and I'm able to sort of step outside of its daily functions and be in a space of artistry, in a space of creativity, um, but also in a space where I'm not very good (laughs) and it's okay, where I'm learning all the time. I'm learning the names of moves. I'm learning where my hands should be. I'm learning where my neck should be, where my head should be um, in these very traditional poses. And it's just a delicious sense of newness that does come back to help me in my work because it allows me to be okay with not being good all the time and to be okay with playing in the artistic space. This year, I picked my guitar back up. Um, When I never played guitar in my life, I took lessons right after my youngest was born for about a year. Um, I asked for them for my birthday, and then we ended up moving across country, and, and I just kind of put it away, and I didn't do the daily practice that's so required to move from the beginning frustrations of calluses on your fingers and um, 
remembering your muscle memory, where your hand should be on the neck of that guitar into a more rhythmical place where I could pick it up and play a song. And I have dedicated literally 10 minutes a day and it has changed the way I play. And it's also a great break in my day. So if I'm in the middle of working, I can take that 10 minutes and I can play music and I can feel really, really connected to something new and also something old at the same time. Because of course, with guitar playing comes singing and that's something that I've done always in my life, not on any kind of public level, but certainly there are a lot of people who know me as a singer um, in my childhood and, and in my teenage years. Um, and so exploring that again has been a real gift. And I did a lot of work um, this year in a program called Your Big Voice, which I think will also help me in my work coaching other artists, um, exploring their voice, both in singing, but also their voice in writing, their voice in speaking engagements, their voice in art in general. Um, this idea that your voice is yours uniquely, authentically, and to make noise in the world without judgment is a really powerful gift that you can give yourself. And so having these sort of pairings of the art that your that your project is centered around, whatever project is taking up most of your, your time, whether you're writing short stories or songs, and then this secondary project or, or artistic pursuit that you're not very good at or you're just learning or has something you've always wanted to try, maybe planting a garden, is that for you? Or playing drums or throwing pots, whatever it is, sometimes it's important to put yourself in those creative spaces so that you can re-enter your workspace with an invigoration um, that is new. Because sometimes when I'm writing and I'm reading, um, I can get really intimidated. I Right now, I am totally intimidated. I have a finished draft of a book, of a novel that's sitting there that needs another good edit, and I have let it sit there for months and I haven't touched it. It's very, very overwhelming for me to look at it. And maybe there's a sense of failure when I look at it. Um, and I'm trying to think about how to look at it with a sense of fun and adventure versus looking at it as this thing I can't finish, this work that fills me with fear or guilt or intimidates me because maybe I'm just not that good a writer and maybe I'm just not that good at this thing that I thought I would be good at. Um, and maybe it's the reason it's there is to teach me to look at failure in a new way. There's so much because when I sit down to write a podcast script or I sit down to write in blog form or on my Substack, it the words come so easily. I'm working on a nonfiction book about daily creativity. And it's so much more, I'm so much more generous with myself. Um, I like the voice there. And the novel feels not very fun right now. And I don't know what to do with that. I'm struggling. Maybe I have to put it away forever. We'll see. Maybe it is a failure, but it's okay because you know what? I worked on it. 
I worked every day in a creative space on that piece. And if nobody sees it, it's still okay. And what I'm hoping is in having this beginning beginner's mindset and really trying to harness that energy is that when I'm writing and exploring creative spaces that are unfamiliar and that are fun and that require different energy from me, that the writing will become fun and I can approach these projects with a, a levity that I so desperately need, especially in this project. Um, and if you can accept yourself as this sort of eternal beginner and you can accept that you don't know it all, that you're not an expert, then I think you can be ready to accept the doubt and the fear and the disruption of peace that sometimes comes in the artistic and creative process. When you try to judge the work before it's finished, or you're trying to judge the work as you're doing it, you're taking yourself out of that playful, fun, beginning openness that's so essential to completion. And really, it's not your job to judge it anyway. You, you can't control what people are going to think of it. You know, I, I always think of Marcel Duchamp putting that bicycle wheel up in the art gallery. If you look at the bicycle wheel in your garage, it's not art. If you put it up in a gallery, it's art. Is one more meaningful? Not really. The bicycle wheel in your garage helps you get places, literally move from one place to another. And the bicycle wheel on a wall in a gallery helps you see something in your daily world that's magical and interesting and metaphorical. And both of those things are important. The writer is nothing without the reader, but the writing process for the writer fills a different need than the reading process in the reader. So one thing that I can suggest to you is that you stay in contact with what it is you love what it is that steadies you. So if you used to love playing your piano, then you should play your piano. If you used to love drawing and sketching and you haven't done it in a while because you're trying to finish a documentary that you're working on or you're trying to create a new blog that you're starting or you're trying to do something that takes you out of that joyful beginning spirit, then I would say, put your hands on those things that you love. Let them steady you so that you can really engage with the work on another level. What do you love? Stay open to what it is that filled you up when you were young and what fills you up now. Is there some place where you can be a beginner for a minute? Is there something that you've always wanted to try? This is too easy in this age of YouTube where you can look up beginning ukulele lessons or beginning drum lessons or beginning voice lessons or learn how to draw um, lessons. You can do it for 15 minutes. Just let yourself be bad at something. Deliciously, wonderfully, fulfilling, bad, <laughs> you know? And it's okay because even when the thing that you created feels bad, you can realize that maybe its role is not to be judged by you. Maybe its role is just in the process 
in the creating. Maybe that's the thing that you needed to do at that time. I think it's important that you don't think you've burned out all of your opportunities just by putting something down for a while. I think the beginning mind is also about knowing that beginning is some a state you can always enter into. When you're meditating, they say if you've lost track and your mind takes you somewhere else, just begin again. Just start counting the breath again. And in art, I think it's the same thing. If you need to put something down for a while, that's okay. But just begin again. Just start. Do something small and start. And above all, keep your beginner's mind. And try doubling. Try marrying your work with something new. And let me know how it goes. Leave me a comment. Reach out so we can continue this conversation. I wish you well. And keep writing. Thank you.